Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 60, Breastfeeding While Pregnant. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. This is part two of a three-part series on the relationship between breastfeeding and pregnancy. I'm so glad you are here today. Hopefully you have already listened to last week's podcast episode. If not, go ahead and listen to that. We really dive deep into if you can get pregnant while breastfeeding. But I guess you could start here if you are already pregnant (laughs) and you are now wondering if you can safely breastfeed while you are pregnant, then welcome. You are in the exact right place. Thanks so much for coming to spend the time with me hang out with me today. Do you love podcasts as much as I do? I spent years consuming podcasts and listening and taking it in while I was folding laundry and driving and unloading the dishwasher, basically doing anything. I was always listening to podcasts and just taking in all the information that I could. So I hope that you are loving and enjoying this podcast. I so enjoy making it for you. And even though it takes a lot of time to put together a podcast, and you may have already noticed that this is not um, a professional podcast, I don't do this podcast for sponsors um, to make money off of it. (laughs) I do it because I want to provide helpful, real tips for you. And of course, sometimes I do Um, refer you on to some of my programs or some products that I really love and trust in. But um, I do this podcast because this is another fun way for me to connect with the hundreds and hundreds of you who are downloading my podcast every week. And so it's so helpful when you share this with a friend or family member who is expecting or already has a baby and could use a little bit of help and guidance as well. And so Thank you so much for being here. It really means the world to me. And hopefully the sound is a little bit better. It's so funny. My husband listens to this podcast. If you're listening right now, babe, welcome. (laughs) Thanks for listening in, which is so supportive because he um, does. Well, he's he will have a baby, but he's not going to give birth to that baby. He will not be breastfeeding that baby. Most of the information on this podcast is really um, not a necessary thing for him to know about, but he listens in to help support me. And he said, hey, with your intro music, sometimes it gets a little loud. It's louder than the first part. And so I changed a couple of things around. Hopefully you noticed that with the last podcast episode and you're liking that. And you know what? I'm just always open to all the suggestions and all the things. So 
you guys just keep telling me what you like, what could be improved. It doesn't hurt my feelings because you guys are so, so kind. Um, I love it every time that you share me in your stories and Instagram um, or leave me reviews. And I just really have like the kindest kindest audience. And I hope it always stays that way. Sometimes it makes me nervous um, to see my following grow too much. I'm super happy with where it's at because I know the more that you grow, the more likely you are to have the haters come, right? The people who are not so supportive, who don't always say the nicest of comments. Not that I'm um, only here to have people tell me how great I am. No, I'm totally open to constructive criticism. But you guys know the trolls. You've seen them on the on the internet, right? On Instagram, especially on TikTok, man. That is the wild, wild west on TikTok. I spent some time there and then I was like, um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> There's some not so nice people on TikTok who leave some really, really rude comments. But that's not you listening here. You are so kind and you're ready and just open to learning today. So I can't wait to chat with you. Again, you know what? Everything you hear on this podcast is for you to take in, decide if it feels right for you and your family. This, of course, is not medical advice, but I know that there's going to be some helpful tips and tricks for you here that you can take in and then continue down that journey of deciding if you want to continue breastfeeding while you are pregnant. So like I said, this is the second part of a three-part series. Um, last week, we really touched on the question can you get pregnant while breastfeeding? So if you already listened to last week's podcast episode, you know that, yes, you can. <laughs> you can. Um, when I worked in the hospital as a registered nurse, I worked on a postpartum unit. I would send moms home from the hospital after they had their baby. And I would tell them at discharge, which is just a word for saying um, I sent them home. <laughs> I would say, just so you know, breastfeeding is not a reliable form of birth control. So unless you want to be back to see us in a year or so or less, <laughs> be sure to talk with your healthcare provider about birth control options. Now, what I know now is that many birth control options, mini pill or not, hormonal or not, can lower your breast milk supply. That's not a guarantee, but yes, it can lower supply. Even if your healthcare provider tells you, oh, this is completely safe with breastfeeding, it's not going to affect your supply in any way. Um, more on that coming next week. That's going to be part three in the series where I talk all about birth control and if it can have an impact on your supply and if it is having an impact on your supply, what some other options are. So can't wait for that. Looking forward to next week's podcast episode. But for now, that's all I'm going to say about it for now. <laughs> so the main point is breastfeeding can be used as birth control to a certain point. So last week we talked about some general rules you have to follow. Do you remember this? This was straight from the Kelly mom website. This is going to sound really familiar if you already listened last week. Um, I talked about how exclusive breastfeeding 
Okay. That means you're only breastfeeding your baby. You're not giving formula or anything else is 98 to 99.5% effective in preventing pregnancy. As long as number one, your baby is less than six months old. Number two, your menstrual period has not returned. And number three, you are breastfeeding on cue both day and night and your baby is getting nothing but breast milk or only small amounts of food. So again, that should sound familiar. If that does not sound familiar and you have questions about that, zip on back to last week's podcast episode, review that, and then come back here for part number two, because we are going to jump right into if breastfeeding is safe while you're pregnant. Again, the reason that I talk about this is not because I'm giving medical advice, but it's because I've heard so many healthcare providers tell their patients in a very loving way (laughs) that they have to stop breastfeeding while they're pregnant because it's very unsafe. Now, the truth is, is that the studies don't actually show that to be true. And of course, your healthcare provider is likely erring on the side of caution, which is smart for them. They do not like to be risky when it comes to pregnancy, when it comes to a chance of being sued. (laughs) Your healthcare provider doesn't like to take chances with that. And honestly, they are probably just sharing what they feel is right because their training on lactation is slim to none. They really don't get training on lactation in medical school maybe a little bit, maybe none at all, but that's okay. Your healthcare provider, your OBGYN, maybe even your midwife is not supposed to be an expert on lactation. IBCLCs are the experts on lactation. So again, you take in this information and you um, decide what's right for you. Now, I'm just going to jump right into tip number one, and that is if you are cleared for sex, you are cleared for breastfeeding. Okay, (laughs) because chances are your healthcare provider isn't going to tell you, hey, just so you know, you cannot have sex at all while you're pregnant. Mm, That's not advice that I commonly hear from healthcare providers. And yet I still hear so frequently that them tell their patients that breastfeeding is not safe, but sex is fine. Okay. So again, let me start by saying that if you are a high risk pregnancy, you will absolutely want to clear this with your healthcare provider first, because sometimes you are put on pelvic rest during a pregnancy. Some examples would be if you are high risk of preterm labor or bleeding, then yes, your healthcare provider may put you on pelvic rest and say, you need to take it easy and avoid some of these things like sex while you are pregnant. So Again, depending on your individual situation and your feelings, what you feel deep down inside your mommy gut, your mommy intuition, which is so important to follow, you can personally decide if you want to continue breastfeeding while you're pregnant, if you want to reduce the amount of time that you're breastfeeding, or if weaning feels like the best option for you. Now, 
this is going to stand true if you are still breastfeeding an older child, right? So obviously, if this is your first baby, this is not likely something that you have to even think about or worry about. But oftentimes, women are still breastfeeding their toddler when they get pregnant, and they're torn between, hey, I still want to provide for my first baby or my older baby, if it's your second, third, fourth, whatever. But I also want to make sure that this pregnancy is safe. So is it okay if I continue breastfeeding? So here's the thing. When you have stimulation to your nipples, you release a hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin does tell your uterus to contract. Okay. But here's the thing. The same thing happens with orgasm and sex oxytocin is released and it tells your uterus to contract. So both nipple stimulation, which can happen with breastfeeding and sex can cause your uterus to contract. Not only orgasm, but also semen is a prostaglandin. And so again, sometimes your healthcare provider may tell you, Hey, we don't want you to go into preterm labor. So help complete pelvic rest, right? Like you want to take it easy, but for most of you listening, this, um, contraction of the uterus while you're pregnancy, while you're pregnant is completely normal. Okay. So again, if you are cleared for sex from your healthcare provider, you are often also cleared to breastfeed your older child. Number two, tip number two, let's move on. Tip number two is take care of yourself. So here's the thing. When you are breastfeeding while you're pregnant, your nipples are going to be sore and tender. That just happens when you're pregnant anyway, right? Your nipples just become more sore, more tender to the touch. And so sometimes when you're breastfeeding a toddler, you may find that that stimulation is just too much to take. You're also going to be more tired while you're pregnant. You may have morning sickness and there's going to be a huge shift in your hormones while you're pregnant. So all of this you're going to take into consideration when you're deciding if you want to continue breastfeeding your toddler while you're pregnant. But here's the thing. Either way, take care of yourself nutritionally. Your nursing child is going to get what she needs. Okay. She's going to she's going to get what she needs at the breast. Obviously, if you have a toddler, they're also going to be taking in solids. (laughs) That is normal. But the thing is that um, your unborn child is also going to get what they need. Okay. It's not like your toddler is taking away the milk. They're wasting the milk. They're, They're taking away nutrients from your unborn baby. None of that is true. Okay. So your children are going to be fine. They're going to be watched over. But do you know who can suffer? It's you. You are the one who can suffer. So eat nutritious food. Take your prenatal vitamin. Get sunshine and fresh air, right? Stay hydrated. Make sure you're drinking water. Um, With electrolytes, (laughs) that helps you stay hydrated even better. Um, that's going to be the most important thing. Your other children are going to be fine and taken care of. Now, tip number three is going to expand on that a little bit more. So let's move on to tip number three right now, because tip number three is your milk supply 
can likely take a major dip. Okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. If your older child is under one year, um, then you are really going to watch to make sure that they are getting enough milk because under one year of age, your baby's main source of nutrition is breast milk. So if your baby is 10 months old and you are pregnant, your supply could very likely take a dip and you want to make sure that your 10 month old is still being taken care of because it's not like they can just fill in all those holes with solids instead. Nope. Breast milk is still their main source of nutrition through at least the first year of life. So you're going to want to watch them really closely. You're going to watch for things like diaper output, like wet and poopy diapers. You're going to want to watch to make sure that they're following their growth curve and meeting their developmental milestones and just that everything's looking good for them when you go in for their checkups with their pediatrician. Also, are they acting content and satisfied in between feeds? Are they asking for more solid foods? All of these are going to be pieces of the puzzle. And of course, if you are confused and not sure, work with an IBCLC. We can totally help with these things. Um, We can even do things like meet with you in person and do a whey feed whey and see exactly how much milk your baby is getting at the breast. Even if it's an older child, we can do that. And we can um, help you come up with a plan to be sure that breast milk is still their main source of nutrition. Now, especially in the first trimester, you are going to want to keep a very close eye if you get really sick. (laughs) Okay. If you get really, really sick during the first trimester, it may be tricky for you to provide those nutritional needs for your older baby who is under a year. Now, After that, you're still not in the clear because in the second trimester, around 16 weeks, your body is going to start to produce colostrum. Now, it's not harmful for your older baby to drink colostrum. Just keep in mind that it is a natural laxative. That's the point of it um, for your newborn baby. So you might notice more runny diapers or almost like diarrhea in your toddler if they're still breastfeeding um, in the second in your second trimester. Okay, so something to keep an eye out for, (laughs) which is so fun, right? When you open up that that dirty diaper and you're like, whoa, something's changed in here. So going back to what I said before, sometimes your supply can dip so much that supplementing does become necessary. You might need to get them a little bit more. So that supplementing can be with breast milk from your freezer stash, things that you've saved up, you know, from months before in your breastfeeding journey. It could be donor milk from a friend or family member or it can be formula. Any of those are going to be a viable option and which one you choose totally depends on your goals and what you have available at your disposal. So again, that is for babies under one year of age. That's going to be really important to watch their intake. If your baby is over one year, then they can breastfeed as little or as much as you both want. Now I said both because sometimes your toddler won't be as interested. Sometimes your breast milk will taste a little bit different. Sometimes when it kind of switches over to that colostrum, um, they aren't as interested. There isn't as much available 
Or you know what? You are also an important piece of the puzzle because like I said before, your nipples can become very sore or you can be so tired that you don't want to breastfeed as often or whatever. Whatever it is, you are an important piece of the breastfeeding relationship too. If you don't want to breastfeed your toddler as often as you were before you were pregnant, that's totally fine. You can find a schedule um, that works for the both of you. Now, if you do push through your pregnancy and you breastfeed throughout, even if you take a little bit of a break, you can choose to go on to tandem feed. So what that means is that you breastfeed two kids of different ages at the same time. Most of the time, what that looks like is you are breastfeeding your toddler and your young baby all at the same time. And that's totally fine to do. You can totally do that. But here's the rule. Your new baby gets first dibs. (laughs) Yep, They get first dibs at the breast. And then your toddler gets the extra bonus milk. Okay. And you know what? Sometimes you can feel a bit tapped out. Sometimes your toddler gets really crazy and obsessive and wants to eat as frequently as your new baby is. You can say no. You can decide what works right for you. That's totally fine. You'll find a schedule that works for you both. Okay, last pro tip. Have you ever noticed that your period starts and your supply tanks? Okay, (laughs) this can happen sometimes. Kind of related to this subject, but it would be more after you have your baby and you are breastfeeding. Um, So this happens often. Most women do notice a dip in their milk supply around the time of their period starting. Um, Or it can just be not as comfortable to nurse because of those changes in hormones that are happening. But here's the thing. You can work with an IBCLC. We can suggest things for you like a daily dose of calcium and magnesium to help you through your cycle um, to help you minimize any drops in your supply. So Again, there are options. You don't have to go through this alone. Reach out to an IBCLC. I myself take telehealth and I talk with moms not only all over the country. In fact, in, um, let's see, 16 minutes, (laughs) I am hopping on a call with a mom who lives clear across the United States. But I've also chatted with moms all over the world, and it is so fun to be able to connect through telehealth with all of you, no matter where you live, even if you're not local here in Utah. And you know what my favorite thing is? My favorite thing is when your insurance pays for the consult and even three consults (laughs) to that point. I always just want to jump for joy every time one of my clients gets approved through their insurance and they don't pay anything. Their insurance pays for everything. It just makes my day. Have you had a chance to check to see if your insurance covers consults? It's worth a shot. All they can say is no, it doesn't hurt, you know, anything to check. Um, You can always check that on my Breezy Babies website. If you click on telehealth, there's a little link where you can click to see if you are if your insurance will cover that or on my Instagram, I have a link for that as well. And, um, that's the best. Cause then we get three times to chat on telehealth and really make sure that you are feeling good and confident. 
So again, those three tips from today were tip number one, if you're cleared for sex, you're cleared for breastfeeding. Tip number two was take care of yourself. And tip number three was your milk supply will likely take a dip while you're pregnant and how to get through that. So there you go. If you still have more questions, then hopefully we will cover it on next week's episode because that will be part three where we finish up talking about different birth control options and how it can affect milk supply. Of course, if there's any topics that you want to hear about in the future, I always love getting recommendations. I often base my podcast episodes on common questions that I'm getting on Instagram as well. Because honestly, a lot of the times I just answer the same questions over and over again in my job. And that's totally fine and totally normal. But I love it when I can refer you to a podcast episode as well. And then you can really dive deep and hear all that I have to share. So there you have it. I hope you have such a great week. Be back next time for part three to finish up this series. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Bye. Bye.